Welcome to a new episode of the EYC Q&A podcast. My name is Luke Klingstead, and today we've got a question lined up concerning Satan, sin, and all things evil. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Today's question was submitted anonymously and is, If God is all-powerful, why does he not defeat Satan's sin and all things evil? And before we get started, I want to simply say that the short answer is he did. Jesus did defeat Satan's sin and all things evil through his death on the cross. And through his resurrection, he opened the doors for us for new life. But, but I know that's not really the answer you're looking for. What I think this question is getting at is, if those things have been defeated, why do they still exist? If death has been defeated, why do we still die? If evil has been defeated, why do evil things still happen in the world? And to answer this, I think we actually have to think about what it is that we want. If you ask somebody if they want all evil to stop, they're obviously going to say yes. But if you ask them how exactly they want that to happen, well, they might not have as clear of an answer. What is our future hope? Is it simply the removal of suffering? Or is it the redemption of suffering? And I want you to note the difference between those two because they are different and they lead to different conversations about evil and Satan and sin. We don't, as Christians, just want evil to stop for a number of reasons, one of which is we would still be left with the effects of it, the persistence of its memory, for example. And and here's a real-world example. Let's say your parents are constantly fighting, and you you have to listen to that sometimes. What you want is not just for your parents to simply stop fighting, although that's a step in the right direction. What you want is that their relationship would be fixed, I guess, in a way that they don't fight anymore, to redeem it. You want their relationship not just to be bad still, but at least they don't fight. You would want it to be fixed. And that's what we're in the process of as Christians, is redemption. Or to put it a different way, as we participate in the erection of Jesus Christ, we see its effects in our own relationships and conversations and interactions with the rest of the world. And so here and now, we do experience the defeat of death and the power of the resurrection, and we experience it in the sacraments. Each time we receive the bread and wine, what are we doing? We're proclaiming the power of Christ. We are remembering his sacrifice on the cross. And we're remembering his resurrection. And each time someone is baptized, it's a symbol of being buried with Christ. Um, They're joined alongside the death and burial of Jesus. And then, you know, they're raised out of the water, giving them a new life. It's a symbol of resurrection. And they're not just symbols, though. They're actually, you know, accomplishing those symbols. They actually are saving and resurrecting us. Being baptized and receiving the Eucharist are ways in which we literally receive the grace of God and live into our new, redeemed, resurrected life. So 
We do await the fullness of the new heaven and the new earth, where the new earth, you know, the old earth will be redeemed and made new. But we aren't waiting for Jesus to defeat death. We're just waiting for the entire cosmos or the entire universe to be changed according to the power of Jesus, just like we already have been, and just like we experienced each time we received the sacraments. God's grace and redemption is all around us at this very moment. We don't have to wait to witness the defeat of death and sin and evil. Back in the 300s, 1700 years ago, Gregory of Nyssa wrote this, If when the light shines very brightly, speaking about the sun, someone chooses to hide his eyes by lowering his eyelids, the sun is not responsible for the fact that he cannot see it. So think about what he's saying. He's kind of painting this picture where the sun is shining and somebody closes their eyes really tightly. It's not the sun's fault that that person can't see. St. Gregory is saying that God's grace and love is like that sunlight on a sunny day. Sometimes we might choose to hide ourselves away in a dark room where no light can get in, but we can't blame the sun for the darkness all around us in that dark room. It's not as if we're waiting for the sun to come out. The sun has already come out. It is shining all around us. We just have to step out of that dark room. It's the same thing right now with Christ's power over sin and death. It is shining all around us, even though we, as humans who have free will, sometimes choose to shut our eyes and blind ourselves to the grace of God. Maybe we, you know, lock ourselves in a dark room, symbolizing the sin that we, you know, continually participate in. Or maybe we just ignore the power of Jesus. Maybe we have a hard time seeing Christ's power in the Eucharist, and, and that's something we should pray to have our eyes open to be able to see. But all of that to say, it doesn't mean that the sun has somehow stopped shining. It means that we have to figure out where the door is. We have to open the door to the dark room to let the sunlight in. And at the same time, we do hope for the day when all the walls are knocked down, allowing light to fill every nook and cranny in the universe where darkness dwells. So why doesn't the second coming of Jesus happen now? I think that's a tricky question because ultimately, the universe we exist in, God does not. God is outside of time. So for us to ask a question to God about timing doesn't make much sense, even if that's hard for us to, to hear, and especially even if that's how we feel. Here's another way to think about the question of timing, or why not now. Going back to what we said earlier, that we want evil to be redeemed, not just eliminated. If all we wanted was for evil or bad things to be eliminated, the coming of Christ right here and now would result in a lot of evil or bad things or sin or even people um, to experience you know, an elimination or separation from God, which isn't what we should be hoping for. The coming of Christ to judge both the quick and the dead would result in a lot of people losing the opportunity to be redeemed through Christ. For those of us, or for those around us who don't know Jesus yet, this time here and now is where they have a chance to, to find that sunlight, to open their eyes to the sun shining all around them.
and be redeemed. I mean, that is the hope that we all long for. So remember, we don't simply want the end of suffering. We don't want bad or evil people to simply not exist. We are called to love our enemies, and we should desire their redemption. Our hope does not lie in the annihilation of evil things, but in the redemption of evil, the redemption of suffering. And that's exactly what Jesus does on the cross. He, he redeems suffering. When we see the suffering of Jesus and we are able to unite our own suffering to his, it doesn't remove the suffering. What it does is redeem it, which is actually what our hope is rooted in. Through the suffering of Jesus is where we find salvation. So right now, we don't know everything. Our feeble minds, you know, we don't know when the world is going to end. That's what the disciples asked Jesus in the Gospels, you know. When, when is it coming? And, and Jesus says, nobody knows the hour. But here's what we do know is that the sun is shining all around us, that we have concrete ways of participating in the grace of God and the power over sin and death, the sacraments, prayer, loving each other, following the commands of Jesus. These are the ways we participate in the defeat of death and sin right here and now. And we also hope and long for the redemption of all evil, of every spot of darkness. We long for that day when all the evil is redeemed, not so that they simply cease to exist, but so that they are transformed and redeemed by the goodness and love of God that continues to transform and redeem us each and every day. Thank you so much for listening to the EYC Q&A podcast. If you have questions of your own, please go to stTimothyswsorg slash youth and click the EYC Q&A submission button on that page or click the link in the description. And I will see you next week.